Hello and welcome to the Solopreneur Coffee Break, where I chat with fellow solopreneurs and learn from their experience, strategies, and insights. I'm your host, Howard, and in this second episode of the podcast, we'll be discussing meta ads with an expert in the field and full-time solopreneur for the past nine years. We'll be breaking down the what and how of meta ads and being a successful solopreneur. Our guest this episode is Rich Sav, who started his career in 2014 with a small holiday lettings business. He learned meta ads and used them to successfully launch two e-commerce brands. He now helps fellow solopreneurs learn meta to grow their businesses and create the life they dream of. Rich, hello and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Howard. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast. Thanks for inviting me. That's great. Thank you. Um, so you're in Bali right now, right? Living the solopreneur dream lifestyle. Yeah, um, you can get used to it very quickly <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to, the, to this lifestyle, but it's the like one of the yeah, it's probably the first time I, I did it for so long. For one year, I'm away from home from uh, Europe. So yeah, you can get used to it, but I never take it for granted. I, I yeah, I'm grateful. I remind myself how lucky I am every single day. So, yeah. It's, it's a amazing. major perk of um, the solopreneur business model, isn't it? They've been able to work from a laptop anywhere. There's an internet connection. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's this bliss, uh, the gift of the 21st century, I think, to be able to do that. <laughs> so you kind of travel and you work at the same time, maybe 20 years ago, maybe no one yeah. would have believed this would be, you know, the thing one day, but here we yeah. are. Yeah. So did you ever take a full-time job or have you always been entrepreneurial? Um, since, um, yeah, throughout my career, maybe two or three years, I worked for someone else. But okay. since 2014, I've been working solely for, for myself. And I wouldn't go back <laughs> uh, ever <laughs> to working for anyone else. It just, yeah, it's just too good. It's hard. Yeah. Obviously, as with everything, it, you know, there are ups and downs in the journey, but I mm. wouldn't trade places now. Yeah. So your expertise is meta ads. Um, did you first use them for your own businesses? And was that when you started the small holiday lettings business? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I started with meta ads at the time it was Facebook ads. Now they have this fancy name. They call it meta. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I started with Facebook ads back then it was 2016, I think if I remember right. And at that time I had, uh, I was living in Spain and I had this business where I was, um, uh, letting holiday lettings, uh, for people like Airbnb, and uh, I had my own like source, uh, like channel of, of leads. And I created a Facebook uh, page for, for that business where I listed the, the offers, the apartments that, were, that I was uh, you know, offering to people. And I, I realized I needed to show my content to more people. So how do I do that? So I, I heard that there's this thing called Facebook ads. And that's how I started just I learned it from scratch I can't remember how I learned it maybe just by doing or maybe I watched some tutorials or something I can't remember but 
yeah, uh, I instantly started seeing results that more people were commenting, asking, so generating leads. And that's how I uh, got hooked uh, with um, Facebook ads. So at some point you also started uh, an e-commerce e website or um, I think a couple. Um, so what, what were you selling on those websites? Uh, so the first one that I started, I saw this um, um, this business model, this e-commerce model called print on demand, where uh -huh. you don't stock any products, but you just create um, designs that you can put on t-shirts like apparel and different other, now just a ton of different products that you can put your designs on. So I built this website, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't my, my, uh, my biggest achievement, I generated maybe 10, maybe 20 sales. It didn't survive long. Uh, at the same time, while I still had my first website running, I had this uh, interesting and funny idea of um, putting a Lithuanian national dish as a pattern, like a photo. We have this uh, thing um, in the summer dish, which is like the number one in Lithuania. It's called uh, cold pink soup, basically, or cold beet soup. Um, and it has, has this pattern, like very strong, vibrant pink color with some dill and um, uh, what do you call it? spring onions. So everyone recognizes this pattern, like the pink color and this green uh, thing. So I created uh, a brand that featured like the all over print of this, like a pattern design. It looked something very unique. Uh, so that was my first, uh, my second or my first like successful e-commerce brand and okay. then the, and then the other i started uh with my fiance uh together in 2020 that was another one uh, moving on to the meta ads specifically then what what are the common characteristics that your clients have would you say um the my target audience, my clients, uh, are basically a, um, a younger version of myself. Like when I was, uh, what, like eight, nine years ago, um, in 2000, no, that's seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, uh, like 2016, 17, when I was just um, having this like problem, like I wanted to learn, I wanted to be good at Facebook ads, I had... Uh, business already like running generating income i just needed more exposure more leads so that's how what i would say just like a solopreneur someone who's building something or, or has built but just need to take it to another level um and uh yeah they're, they're looking for a solution and people okay. want to learn facebook ads themselves sometimes people come to me and they don't want to do it they look for someone who could do it for them but oftentimes it's like solopreneurs we like to do things ourselves so yeah we wear a lot of hats and marketers is one of the hats so i saw this funny post on your linkedin page um which gave me a, uh, a little insight to um the kind of people that you you might have to work with some of the time um, but i thought it was quite a humorous way of putting it so i'm, I'm going to share it um so the title was how to waste money on Facebook ads. And you put, never test, don't use retargeting, don't focus on creative, don't optimize the landing page, don't talk about benefits, 
and don't analyze the data. So <laughs> what are the main pain points that your clients want you to solve for them? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> these are the pain points. I think people uh, often, there's so many people try Facebook ads, meta ads, um, and they fail because they're just not willing to invest uh, a lot of time. It's like riding a bicycle, learning how to ride a bicycle. If you just try once and you fall uh, off the bike um, and you never try again and you just go around telling people, oh, these bikes don't work. It's a waste of time, you know, <laughs> don't, don't learn. I mean, it's the same analogy. Um, so you have to put in the work, you have to test, you have to uh, think about the benefits when you're communicating. You know, you're not gonna um, uh, attract attention if you just list features of the product. You need to speak to your potential client in a way how it would help how would it transform their business, their life, whatever you know pain they have. Mm. Um, so basically, yeah, it's just these are the things that are listed. These are the things that people often overlook. They don't do. They don't test. Sometimes they just run one or two ads and they don't get their money uh, on their investment. They don't get the return. And then they say, I tried and it didn't so, work. Yeah. So then they give up. So yeah. when, when clients um, come to you, do they usually then have a clear idea about the key messages that they need to put in an advert? Or have they typically tried it themselves and failed? And so they're at a point where they're, they're a bit lost and they, they need you to actually create the advert and show and lead, lead the way for them. Yeah, uh, most of the times it's the latter. It's uh, the people that um, mm -hmm. either tried Facebook ads but had very little success um, or haven't tried at all. And it's just like, it sounds too daunting, too complicated. Uh, and then it's, it's one thing is the technical thing. Sometimes people are scared because it just looks uh, a bit overwhelming the first time you, you go into the ad manager on Facebook on Meta. Um, but oftentimes people just don't have this um, clear strategy. They don't have this understanding like how how, like what is the what is the like the sequence how how do I get to this goal they just want to, to grow their business they need more leads more sales more clients but they don't have this understanding that it's a process and you need to build a strategy like a marketing strategy uh, so so yeah it's usually the people that, that don't have a clue they just they just know that they need to grow and one actually you have two ways maybe more than two but two most popular ways some people do it organically and they 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 manage they crack the formula like how to get your content seen by many many people so they hack attention so to speak um but it's very difficult to teach someone how to do it and sometimes it's serendipity sometimes you just you, you don't know what piece of content would or could go viral and the other um, the other way is to use paid ads. So basically, if, you know, if you want uh, to save time trying to hack attention, trying to go viral yourself organically, which still costs time and time is money. So why not just uh, uh, create ads and pay Facebook or it could be Google or other channels now, TikTok, um, um, and then get these, you know, get this attention by, by paying money. Um, so you can mm. do both at the same time, which is fantastic, but, uh, often it's, it's easier to, 
to 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 have success by uh, spending money on ads. It just takes a bit of time to learn what works, what doesn't. So you have to test. Yeah. But um, it's more rewarding and it's more scalable. You have more control. You know, you spend more, you get more business. Mm. So. So thinking about the typical clients, um, well, sorry, the customers of your clients, um, looking at face, scrolling through Facebook, um, and let's say that someone's in your client's target audience, what's an effective way to get them to stop scrolling and to, to click on your ad rather than just scrolling past it? So the, the first step is to... Um, to interrupt the pattern, to, to, to grab someone's attention. And you can do that by, I think I heard the statistic that it's 80%, um, the, actually the creative that, that has that, you know, um, what is, um, 80% is responsible for the ad success, uh, is the creative. So and if you manage pictures and videos, and it could be a picture. Like yeah, it could be a video. But basically, the first thing that people see is the actual visual, the, the, the creative. And then if they if you manage to keep their attention for for a few moments, maybe longer, uh, they might look at the copy of your ad. They might uh, look at the comment section. If they see that many people are commenting, they want to see what others think of the product or of this ad. And then if you're lucky, people will click away and go to your website and hopefully maybe they make a decision and maybe convert and purchase what you're offering there. But the, the most important thing is to, uh, to make your ad stand out uh, from, from, from the rest of the stuff that you see on social media or make it um, as, you know, as little as an ad to look as little as an ad as possible and this is where uh, this this trend that it's very efficient now and very effective is the UGC uh, content the user generated content that you see uh, brands using where you have customers and maybe some people um, you know uh, unboxing um, the, the product sharing their thoughts and it looks like an organic piece of content that's why people are interested to see what these people are saying because it looks just like another organic post. So it's one of, one of these two, I would say, the most effective. Either you stand out by showing a, a cool ad that grabs your attention and holds the attention, that's another thing, or uh, make it look as organic as possible and just like hit the point, uh, hit the pain point uh, of the potential customer. Cool. So the um, images that you use, do you create these images? Are you drawing on your design experience from your print-on-demand business? <laughs> Usually clients supply with their own like content. I just sort okay. of, um, I just tell them what we need. They, they make a video, they have someone in their team or in their circle that can make a video or some photos or they have professional um, looking photos. So I just select, I know what uh, what works sometimes usually you, you don't know what what's which like visual which ad would be the winner um, even with a lot of experience it's still there's this uh, a bit of a surprise every time uh, you see the winning ads but uh, usually people yeah they have their own content very often people already have uh, published content on their Instagram or the Facebook that we use uh, as ads. So you don't really sometimes have to create 
ads from the scratch to, to, to launch ads and to get results. There are people that um, scaling their businesses just with organic posts that, mm -hmm. they, that they publish. We just put them in the ads manager and use them as, as ads. Okay. Um, so your, the, the products that you're currently offering to your clients, as well as the bespoke one-to-one um, -one, um, relationship that you described, you're also offering workshops, is that correct? Yeah, it's one of the fastest ways, I think, uh, to learn is by doing. So I have this one-on-one uh, -on -one, um, online workshop with a client where we strategize, we, we work out what their marketing goals are, what they want to achieve. And basically we do it like from, from the scratch together. So we have a few sessions uh, where I teach the, um, uh, the, the stuff like the marketing basics, basics the, like the psychology, what our intentions would have to be with an ad. And then it's this, this technical or creative part that we do together. So it's basically like a done with you service right. where where we go through each element of launching um, ads and I explain you know I just share my knowledge like why we do that what not to do and stuff like that so um, I think it's a very um, effective way to learn when you have someone next to you showing you the ropes and explaining what works what doesn't work you know where you could focus it's basically like leading you um, to your um, success. To your goal, yeah. So it's a, it's a done with you service and the other one's uh, more like a done for you service. Yeah, sometimes people have this workshop and after the workshop said, they, they go, I don't want to do it. It's like too complicated. I don't want to learn. It's right. too technical. So can you yeah. do it for me? Uh, yeah, or sometimes an element as well, right? Yeah, and it takes even you know with this personal uh, workshop, it's still you still after the workshop, you st you know you still need to learn. You continue to learn. I still continue to learn because things change, and you're always yeah. learning. So you have to be you have to have this learning self development mindset uh, in order to achieve I think any success in life. You know you have to constantly keep learning. And this is one of the things. And sometimes people just decide to focus on other things and delegate uh, the, you know, the the marketing stuff to someone mm. else. So when you're looking to expand, the, the last year or so, you've been looking to expand your personal brand as a meta ads expert. Um, to do that, are you using Facebook and Instagram or are Twitter and other methods such as writing a newsletter, things that you're considering? Uh, yeah, so a few months ago, I started uh, like my to build my presence on Twitter. Now I will move to Instagram because I see I will still be in in Twitter on on Twitter. I think it's a super it's it's a great platform uh, to make a name for 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 you know for yourself um, to reach your to build an audience and reach a target audience. But um, I see that in this case, um, Instagram maybe is a better platform because. Instagram is one of the platforms that I teach people to run ads on. And there's a lot of a target audience on, on this platform, especially. And um, Instagram also allows me to um, use more of like, a, uh, to be more creative with my content because you can use video, you have 
these like car carousels, like photo posts and, 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 and things like that. So um, I kind of like these uh, elements. And uh, yeah, but up until now, I have a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say like a lot, but I have a decent amount of um, leads coming from my inner circle, like word of mouth recommendations. Uh, so I'm quite busy with those, but I, I also do um, outreach myself. I look for interesting brands that I see uh, they have engaging content, uh, they have cool products, but they just I see that they don't run ads. So uh, I try to find a way why they, they, they don't do it. Maybe they have other solutions. Sometimes people just don't do it. Yeah, just don't think about doing it or they do mm. it organically. So, yeah. Great. So do you find that writing on social media comes naturally to you or is that something that you're still kind of uh, figuring out? And uh, if so, what, what kind of um, places are you learning from that you could recommend? Uh, it's more of a natural thing now. Uh, over the years, uh, I've been doing it over the last three, four years. I've been doing it a lot, um, posting on social media. So. Uh, I'm getting used to it and it becomes um, more natural to me but it's you have to treat it also as a, as a duty uh, sometimes you have these down days where you don't feel like posting especially uh, when you don't have posts planned and then you need to come up you need to post you need to keep the consistency um, so sometimes it's a bit of a pain but for the most part I kind of like it uh, it's just it, it consumes time sometimes you know when you're a solopreneur you're doing a lot of things yourself and finding the time to, to, to block the time off for like social media sometimes mm. you have other priorities but it's it's something that needs to be there pretty much every day um, is the thing but there's a lot of great people that you that people can find and follow about posting on Instagram uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, there's so many good teachers, um, and uh, my fiance is one of them. She's she's good at Instagram, so she 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 helps me with that. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out that um, you particularly uh, follow their content, or maybe your fiance? <laughs> yeah, so Vilma Kara is my uh, fiance. Uh, she's on Instagram as uh, first uh, one thousand super fans. Um, I don't know. There's so many good people. Uh, Dan Co is when I, and uh, I'm sure you know Dan Co. He's, yeah. um, he's, he's, I know he's he, not personally, but I know his work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would suggest people following Dan, just find Dan Co. You can find him anywhere mm. on every platform. Uh, he has a ton of great resources, uh, a lot of free stuff he gives away. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many great ones. Gary V, everyone knows Gary V. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it, it sounds like you really enjoy all these different elements of your work. You've got the design, you've got the, the kind of technical meta, but you've got the uh, creative part of the, creating the advertising campaign. Um, and then working on the social media is also something that you enjoy. You've um, you've embraced the kind of nomad thing. You've gone to Bali for a year. Um, what's the favorite part of being a solopreneur? Is it all those things together? 
yeah, I kind of enjoy these things, but they become they can become uh, mundane uh, quickly, you know. And it's just like you have to keep something uh, that you're excited about. Uh, so you have to excite yourself, and it's often um, the, um, the the feedback. Uh, the testimonials, reviews you get from your clients or the people mm-hmm. you just help uh, that just like keeps you motivated because it, it is hard, you know, it's still work. But I think the best part of being a solopreneur or entrepreneur in general is um, being in control of uh, your, mm, your income, being in control of your time being in control of who you want to work with, of what you want to do. I think that's the biggest joy. I mean, to me, it's hands down the best thing. And nowadays you are, you can be geographically like location independent and you can live in many places in the world and, 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 and still continue to work to build your, uh, to build your stuff. So I think that's the best part, but just being in control is the best thing. Mm. That's an excellent answer. Uh, I'm sure that will inspire a lot of people (laughs) who uh, want to be a solopreneur, um, including myself. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to add about meta ads or being a solopreneur that you um, feel like is really important to get out there that I haven't asked you about? I think, uh, yeah, I I speak with many people, especially regarding meta ads. And I see that so many people uh, hold themselves back because they just don't have the knowledge or maybe they don't have the courage to take the next step to invest in in the next step, whether it be meta ads or whether it be like email marketing or some mentorship or something. It's just, I think it's, it's I just want to wish everyone uh, to have the courage to take the next step and don't worry about uh, the ninth, the 11th step from now. Just focus on, on, on the next step. How are you going to make this work? And then things will work themselves um, out eventually. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you have to take a step, step back, two or three steps back. It's, it's a part of the journey. It's, it's like with this analogy of learning to ride a bike. You know, you know you're going to fall off the bike you know you might smash into a tree or something but uh, once you learn how to ride you can't you, you can't go back you cannot stop so i wish everyone just to try well that's a nice sentiment to to end on um so <laughs> <laughs> can i ask um you share how listeners can get in contact with you Sure. Uh, I'm still building. I'm in the very early stages of building my presence on social media, but you can definitely find me if you just search the rich sav as one word at the, you know, the handle at uh, the rich sav. So you can find me on Twitter. Uh, Hopefully by the time you watch this uh, or listen to this podcast, you might find me on Instagram as well. Um, Yeah, this is the easiest way to find me. Okay, cool. Well, all that remains for me to say is thanks very much, Rich. I think you've um, uh, unleashed a treasure trove of information there. That was uh, really interesting on the uh, meta ads, but also really inspiring on the solopreneur lifestyle to speak with someone who's been living that lifestyle for a number of years successfully. So thanks very much. You're welcome. And it's such a pleasure to, to, to speak with you, Howard. <laughs>
Thank you. So um, all that remains for me to say then is thanks very much, everyone, for listening. And we hope you'll become a regular listener. It would be great if you could leave some feedback on your podcast platform. If you'd like to be a guest or you'd like to recommend a solopreneur that you know, then please email me at howard44time at gmail.com or on Twitter at howard44time. Bye for now from the Solopreneur Coffee Break.